Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is Paul Hawksby. And Charlie Baker. Yep, Charlie was in for Andy this afternoon. These are some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. We had a bit of a chat about various matters, didn't we? There was a lot of cricket on today, well, there wasn't was there? So it got, we got, it got interrupted by the ashes. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> As Australian wickets were falling, I didn't massively have a problem with that. <laughs> but we, um, it is a bit time-sensitive, that. So we won't bring you old news from the cricket. We will bring you a couple of chats. We had uh, a National League quiz, which is more exciting than it sounds, I think. A lot, um, more, a lot more, Paul. A lot more. And it was edge-of-the-seat stuff. <laughs> yeah. It was a white knuckle run. Exactly, exactly. And Matt, Matt Letizier joined us for a bit of a football chat. A, pre- a Premier League yeah. forecast his, almost. His take. He was a touch contentious in places. Uh, uh, see what you make of uh, Matt's predictions uh, for the season. Here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Charlie. And I have a job for you this afternoon. Already? Uh, England are involved in the first day of the Ashes, of course, against yeah. Australia. And Andy's not here, so I need somebody to be incredibly pessimistic. Oh, all right, do At me. Any turn of the game, every time we get a wicket, I need you to say things like, well, we've got a bat on it next. It could be a minefield. By the time we get on there, <laughs> right. it's flattening out. I need you to be... if we, Basically, if we've got... If they're nine down yeah. by about half past two... I still want you being pessimistic. In most things, I, 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 I am a natural optimist in most things, okay, Paul. Right? That's no but, good. But with sport... What are you doing partic- standing in for Andy for then? <laughs> Particularly England yeah. cricket, I can get very doomy. So this might be an easy yeah, task. It, it shouldn't be too difficult for you. Yeah, so, especially with Jimmy Anderson possibly injured. That's no yeah, good. Yeah, that's a bit of a worry, isn't it? We're going to be making regular uh, visits, hopefully lots and lots of wicket flashes this afternoon. And uh, we'll catch up with Michael Carberry at tea and get his take uh, on the day's play, the former England all-rounder. But um, we were chatting earlier on. We're going to get the listeners going on a few things today. And this could be one of them because you have, you've returned to a sport, haven't you? Maybe, I have, yes. Maybe you could say one of, the, one of the great forgotten sports of this country. Which... I think it's one of the great sports. Yeah. One of the great sports of the 80s. Yeah, everyone seemingly everybody played 70s it in and the 80s. 80s 70s and 80s. Yeah. Everybody seemed to play it. It's a brilliant sport. You yeah. can play it in all weathers because you're indoors. Before you say what it is, can you guess? Here we go. <laughs> Very good. What was it? A lot of people said badminton, but it's squash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's squash. It's squash. You've Paul, returned to return squash. to squash. Like many middle-aged men looking for a heart attack before me, <laughs> <laughs> I have decided to play squash. I've been playing for now for about three or four months. I played as a kid. How easy? Do you, have you bought a new racket? My brother gave me a racket. Okay. I've had it, I've had it re-gripped. Oh, now, blimey, you are yeah, taking pushed it the seriously. boat out a bit. That was £3.90. I won't get back. <laughs> right, right. I've had it re-gripped. It's a brilliant sport, Paul. See, a mark of the fact that 
um, I mean, there are still a lot of courts out there, but yeah. basically covered. People, they use them for storage. They have them <laughs> in gyms. And if you basically, if you want to f- find any cardboard boxes and you're working in a leisure centre, they'll be stacked up in one of the squash courts. For example, my, I was saying on the show a little while ago, my oldest lad who's been living in the States, I think they call it racquetball there. Oh, yeah. He's had the opportunity, his mates said, oh, play with me. He wasn't sure. But he started playing and he's got into it. Yeah. And they, they don't play anything to play. They go along with this place and it's cracking. They really enjoy Racquetball's it. Racquetball's a different game. Oh, is it? It's a bigger ball. Oh, okay. and, and, and sort of shorter racket, right? The, like a more like a small tennis racket. The, the knowledge racket is great. was a bouncier ball. But I played him. He said, "Do you want to have a game of squash while I'm home?" And he was back a few weeks ago. I said, "Yeah, I'm not very really good. You'll slaughter me, but I'll, I'll have a game." Are you sure? I said, "Will we get a court?" So he phoned up <laughs> the local place and said, um, "Well, what time can we get a court?" And they said, "Well, you know, what time can you get <laughs> yeah, here?" Yeah, yeah. It was like tumbleweed going across. Well, hang it. on, we'll go and see if the squash courts are still <laughs> yeah. there. I've just got to move about twenty pallets. Well, it is I like just get the forklift on it. We, where we go and play, you do turn mm. up. And we have, we're literally turning on the lights of the place. Yeah. It's like the Marie Celeste. You know, you go in, it's like, in there, but it's it's such a brilliant sport. It's quick. Yeah, you can play three or four games in four, forty minutes. You know, and you get a real sweat on. Especially if you're me, yeah, and it's like, <laughs> and it's like, it's it's such a, it'd be such, you don't not relying on the weather. Great, great game, high impact, high yeah. intensity. I mean, it, maybe you're thirsty it needs, for a pint after. It's well, great. Maybe it needs derivatives. I know you've given this some thought, but yeah. you know, all sports they have a T20 version. But yeah, that that doesn't seem right for yeah. squash, does it? I'm but, thinking a mm. um, a rugby squash ma- mashup. Yeah, is what I'm thinking. Squashby, squashby. Yeah, like while some while the other person because normally you play a let if you run into the other person, yeah. you play a let. Make that part of the game. Okay, so you make can, that part of the game. You can knock people off. You the can ball. take someone out. Yeah, as, as they the, go <laughs> nearer the wall to try and hit the ball, you just. Take them out. Exactly, just take them out as it goes. You can catch, perhaps you could catch it. Yeah, that's not, okay. That's like not like a Harry idea. Potter sort of thing, you know. In um, what's the what's <clears> the game in Quidditch when they have to catch the golden ball and perhaps you can catch the ball. But you know, all silly ideas. But good for strip squash. Strip. It's <laughs> taking a very different turn. <laughs> strip squash. If you lose a point, you take off one your headband, perhaps. Maybe I think if you could get it. I mean, you, you know, uh, you know, uh, is it uh, Ian Sterling who does? Ian um, Sterling does Love, Love Island. Island. Yeah, yeah. If you could squash have a, Island. If you could. Well, <laughs> Squash Island. It's just a bunch of middle-aged fat blokes yeah. who want to lose a bit of weight. And remember, they could play squash when they were teenagers. Yeah, Go, it is what it is. Well, if you, you know. could get a show away called Five Get Squashed, where yes. uh, Sherry Hewson plays Lionel Blair in the best of three, <laughs> yeah. you need to get it away, Celebrity Charlie. Squash. You need to get need it to, away. I need to get this. Up. The thing is, it's um, not in the Olympics. No, well, the squash isn't one. Of, is is a global game. It's yeah. big all around the world. Properly global. Not in the Olympics. Crazy. If you've got a derivative, if you've got a way to to, to sexy up squash a bit, you come from a long line. I Sex think. squash. I mean, no, that, I don't, no, this no, is a, that's, a, that's a different that's, show. That's in the strip squash envelope. This <laughs> is right. scrambled at ten past twelve <laughs> version you want to play. Apparently, so I'm told. So I'm told. Now, yeah. free view. Uh, ten minute free view. Exactly. Strip squash. You um. Uh, yeah, uh, other comedians who've played the game to a high level. I've mentioned this before in the past, but old mate of mine um, was out Essex was a member of a club there years and years ago in the early eighties, late seventies, right. probably late seventies. Yeah. And he turned up one day, and he's he was supposed to have a league game. The bloke didn't turn up. There was another guy's partner didn't turn up to play a league game, and it was uh, Leonard Rossiter of oh. Rising Damp fame. 
big squash fan. Um, great. He said to. Uh, he said, <laughs> oh, I went into Brucey then. Yeah, you did I go Brucey, didn't you? <laughs> I went the wrong. Did the wrong impression. And he said, "Would you like to play squash? To play squash, would you like?" No, he didn't. <laughs> which wouldn't have been him. But he he did say to, to my mate, who was quite a young guy then, probably sort of mid thirties, bit older than me at that time. He said, "Do you fancy a game?" As no one's turned up, so he didn't talk like that. He's quite posh. So he said, "Yeah, I'll play." And he thought just to be able to tell my friends that I beat Leonard Rossi. Yeah. He absolutely wiped the floor oh, with him. Really good he was it. brilliant. He was really good. I think it. the phrase you used to use, you'd say, "Oh yeah, he's county standard." He was. <laughs> yeah. He was county standard. That's a good phone in. Actually. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever yeah. thought I'll give someone a thrashing? You know, paid yeah. some kid at a holiday park at table tennis, yeah. and they're like all England champion or something. All right, then that'll get you to work. If if you've been Leonard Rossited. <laughs> Uh, if you've been rising damped uh, in the sporting context, as Charlie just said, or you've got a way to sexy up squash and bring it back into the mainstream, we'd, we'd love to hear it. Talksport.com forward slash H&J. You can text 81089 and you can tweet to TSH&J. And you can give us a call if you like. 08717 83 for three uh, at lunch, which I, I think we would have taken. I think if Andy were here, he would have said... They're starting to build well, something Paul, now. Well, Steve Smith's still in, so he's going to get 100. He's you know, like definitely. Olympic. So that's going to, that's going to, they're going to get 300, aren't they? And then we'll go in and be 42 for three. This is what we want. <laughs> this is what we want. That's, what, that's the thought process I have anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Since we don't seem to have any openers in this country anymore. No, this is good. Um, you're fitting right into Andy's <laughs> shoes when it comes to cricket. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. But as you were just hearing, the season is almost upon us. Oh, the Premier exciting, League season, it, it gets exciting, underway in the Football League, of course, in the Championship this weekend. Very it's exciting. nice having a summer off it now and again, though, isn't it? Yeah, well, a full well, summer. A summer off. I was watching my team lift the trophy last night, the Aldi Cup. <laughs> oh, the Aldi Fair Cup. Oh, the you Magic won that, the, we won it last night. Who yeah. did you play in the final of that? We beat Bayern Munich on pens <sighs> with our kids. Anyway, uh, joining us now to look ahead to the season and more uh, is Southampton legend, uh, Matt Letizia. Good afternoon, Matt. Afternoon, chaps. How are you? Yeah, well, we're good, thank you. you. You find yourself in trendy Shoreditch today, don't you? In London's East End. Uh, I was. I've just, just left. Oh, OK. So, uh, so I'm probably not too far away from you, actually. No, I'm no, heading no. my way back to Southampton. Oh, OK. You, uh, you were doing a bit with uh, the good people at eToro. I was indeed, yes. Mm. Yes, they were... Uh, um, one of, we're Southampton are one of six Premier League clubs that they're sponsoring this season. So uh, mm. they're... The, uh, uh, one of the ex-players from each of the six clubs for a little press conference this morning. Very nice event. Nice one. They're in the f- fintech business. I wondered if, because it's Yorkshire Day, whether it was some kind of Yorkshire ball fighting. <laughs> e, e, Toro. It could be, couldn't it? It could be. Yeah, it could be. Now, of course, you, you watched... Hey, I watched si- that penalty issue last night. Some good penalties in there. Yeah, and I thought I thought Tottenham's kids... Um, I mean, considering how many there were when it was kind of uh, Rourke's drift at the end, when it was all Bayern trying to get the winner, I thought the kids stood up pretty well. I mean... I think they do need um, a bit more strength in depth in the squad, which is probably why Maurizio Pochettino is getting a bit frustrated. I'm sure he is. I'm sure he is. But uh, that's the life of a, of a manager, always asking for more. Yeah. I mean, Ndombele <laughs> is a great signing and a record signing. Yeah. Very, but really, if if you want to sell it in a different way, you could say they've replaced um, Moussa Dembele. That's all they've... <laughs> yeah. re- I hope they let go in January. They've now replaced. Um, so yeah. where are the new players, uh, if I were Poch? And I think he's got a point. I think they're two, uh, they need two or three more in, I think, of proven yeah, quality. I think, yeah. I think he does have a point. You know, he's... Uh, he's He's managed miracles with uh, with his hand side behind his back. It's time to, to let it loose, I think. 
Uh, what about Saints? It looks like Jay Adams is doing rather well, doesn't it? He's made, yeah. he made a decent start. It looks like he can he can make he can adapt and make that step up. Yeah, he's, he scored a few in pre-season already. I uh, watched him play out in Macau. Uh, he scored after about 20 seconds of the game, which was, you know, nice. Uh, mm. Always nice as a striker to, to get off the mark early. So he's done that in, in three of the games. I think he scored within the first 10 minutes of the pre-season friendly. So, uh, so he's obviously very keen. But he's, a, he's a strong boy and he'll bring added pace to our team as well. What's a good season for Southampton, Matt? Uh, a good season would be not being in a relegation scrap, please. <laughs> <laughs> the last two years have been a bit too stressful as a Saints fan. Um, so I, I would say um, we should be kind of targeting uh, mid-table. Uh, I, I think would be a good improvement on the on the last couple of years. You've you've been around the club a long time, and even in recent years, even post your playing years, it seems that yeah. Hasenhut is a is a good influence at the club. He seems a good man from a distance. Has that been your experience? Yeah, very much so. Um, incredibly thorough in everything he does. Uh, incredibly passionate in everything he does. Uh, and he's uh, he's got that that wonderful knack of uh, of having players that want to play for him. Uh, and I think that's the biggest thing you can have as a Premier League manager in this day and age. If you can keep the players on side uh, and they want to run through a brick wall for you, you your job's more than half done. Mm. Um, what, how do you see it shaking up at the top next year? Do you see it much as it was? Can you see? Sort of Liverpool and City flipping. You see Tottenham or anybody else challenging? Yeah, them? I mean, yeah, it, it, it looks like the, the flip of a coin between the, between the top two. Obviously, there's a point between them last season. Um, you, you wouldn't expect. I'd, I mean, it would take huge improvements from from anybody else to to separate those two guys. Um, uh, and so, I, I think that would be a, a bit of a struggle. But I think uh, I. I really struggle to see the top four being any different to what it was last season. When you're a, a Premier League player like you were, Matt, and you're going into a season and there is there are one or two teams that are a lot stronger than everybody else, does that affect you um, when you play as a team that you're, you're, you're effectively behind from the start, you're chasing from the off? Uh, not really. Um, you know, you... you Going to the, the start of the season, everybody's optimistic that you can have a, a good season. And, and for us, a good season would have been, you know, finishing anywhere in the top half or, or anywhere above 17th for that matter most of the seasons. Um, but yeah, you, you do. As, as a player, you don't let that affect you. The fact that, that, you know, there's better teams than you around, you know that. But you know that also that on any given day, um, they can have off days, you can have a good day and, and you can go and, and, and upset people. And that's kind of what I enjoyed about being at Southampton, I think I always liked uh, the, the opportunity to upset the apple cart with the with the big boys. Um, you mentioned top four, same as last year, which would be City, Liverpool, Chelsea, and Spurs. I mean, even dis- even despite the the transfer ban, you think Chelsea have got enough to get top four, Matt? Yeah, yeah, I, I still think they've got enough talent. I think they're going to have to rely on uh, the players that they've kind of thought that they probably didn't need uh, and I think they may un- have underestimated the amount of talent that they've got mm. uh, within the youngsters there and I think Frank Lampard I think will, will do a good job I, I think he's uh, he's got a big future ahead of him in, in management and uh, I think he can uh, he can steer him into the top four and so despite the business that United might still do before next week there's not about Dybala and stuff as well and they could get Maguire they've put an improved offer in apparently um, you still see them outside the top four I think if they got if they got um, Maguire and Dybala in before next week I think that could make it interesting um, I think that would be a, a little bit of a game changer I think. but as it stands at the moment with the squads uh, I still think I'd, I'd take Chelsea over United at the moment and that little the kind of top six area top six top seven top eight you've got Everton Wolves 
and Leicester all kind of pushing, haven't you? Yeah. So uh, which of those three do you see uh, doing the best this season based on what they've done so far? Uh, I think I would probably say uh, Leicester, um, I think, might just be uh, the strongest of the rest. Um, I think they've done good business. I think it was important for them to get Tiedemann's, um you know, signed up uh, on a permanent because I think he was an exceptional player for them last season. I think he'll, he'll only get better, I think, as well. Um, so that was a big one. And the, and the young lad they bought from Luton, I think, is, uh, has got a big future ahead of him as well. Mm. Watched him a couple of times last season and, uh, and he looks like a very, very good player. Um, Villa have signed 12 players in the in the closed season. Tom, Tom Heaton yesterday, they added the goalkeeper. Really? That looks like good business. Do you think they've got enough? Do you think they'll have enough? Uh, I think Villa probably will. Out of the three teams coming up, um, I know they came up through the playoffs and the other two went up automatically, but I think given the business that's that's been done, I would give Villa probably a, a, a slightly better squeak of staying up than the other two. Good stuff. You'll be watching it all unfold with Jeff and the boys in the studio, I take it, Matt? I will indeed, mate. I will indeed. Can't wait to get back on uh, on Soccer Saturday and uh, uh, just look forward to the, to the season starting. I mean, the Premier League is obviously... Uh, the week after next, but yeah. uh, also love watching the, the championship and leagues one and two as well. You know, I love I love my football and I, I love all divisions. Have you kept the weight off, Matt? Since Harry's full English, <clears throat> not all of it. But don't tell him on. <laughs> <laughs> Razor's working very hard, isn't he? He keeps posting I've out pictures. He's, that, yeah. he's putting a shift yeah. in, isn't he? Yeah, it's a shame he couldn't do that when the cameras were on him. <laughs> <laughs> he shocked him into it. All the best, Matt. Thanks very much. Cheers, boys. There we are, Cheers, Matt Letizia there uh, with his take on the season. What a player he was, Paul. Sensational. Oh, just beautiful. A wand, wasn't it? Yeah, he was. He was cracking. Just a to watch. brilliant player. So, um, you've been sending us some suggestions this afternoon. Um, uh, Charlie was telling us that uh, he's got back into squash uh, after uh, many years. We were looking for derivatives and also telling us when... Uh, I was telling the tale of Lennon Rossiter wiping the floor with a a mate of mine who was half his age uh, in in a squash game because old Len was quite good, apparently. My son challenged me to a game of badminton recently, says Paul, on a camping trip. I thought, I'll take it easy on him. He's only nine years old. Cut half an hour late and I'm sweating my backside off, desperately trying not to lose. (laughs) So he can catch you out, the kids. And to improve squash, says Stuart the Hammer, why not have a three-legged version where your leg is tied to that of your opponent? Oh, that's good. (laughs) Maybe even buy elastic to speed the game up a bit. Well, that's it's fast enough already. Squash, it's a fast guy. I don't think speed is the problem with squash, but three-legged pet doubles, perhaps. Three-legged, yeah, yeah. That would that would look very (laughs) televisual, wouldn't it? Well, you know those Royal Rumbles they have in the wrestling, where they have like twenty-five wrestlers in the ring. They're like tag squash. You have like like twenty players in the squash court. (laughs) Hitting each other with chairs. Hitting each other, yeah, just whacking it. Someone's got to keep the ball going. It's become very different. I don't think the Squash Federation will want to buy into this. They're not going for that, no. It'll be a tough sell. Okay, if you don't like that idea, we'll go in and see them (laughs) with all these ideas. You don't like three-legged, what about this one? (laughs) The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from TalkSport. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. The future isn't scary, not realizing its potential, however, could be. 
Just like on the recruiting trail, I've seen potential come in many forms as a coach. Learn more at Invesco.com slash QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. I mentioned earlier on that um, some interesting little pen picks in today's oh, yeah. sun uh, oh, yeah. of the uh, of the players um, in the in the World Cup, the Australian players. And uh, the, the one that we brought you earlier on was the uh, whose was it? It was. Um, it will come back to me in a moment. It was Tim Payne's, wasn't it? Tim oh, Payne. Yeah. T Payne. Who uh, almost good, ra- good rapper's name, isn't it? T Payne. Almost quit two years ago. To become a, uh, a sales rep, what was he a window salesman? I don't know what he Pain. did. I mean, it's Pain. Oh, 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 come on, come on, blimey, um, smashing. Yeah, so uh, I thought it was quite a weird one, but there was another one as well. One of the players apparently has got an incredible. I think it's Cameron Bancroft uh, as an incredibly heavy head. <laughs> how do you measure that though? I've got no idea. How, how do you? How do you? How do you weigh someone's head? Did you know, it says, uh, claims, the uh, Cameron Bancroft claims to have the heaviest head in Western Australia. <laughs> they put it on some scales. <laughs> when was the last time you thought, blimey, I bet my head's quite heavy, I'll get it weighed. And, and that has got into the Olympics before squash. Yeah, probably <laughs> Head has. weighing. Yeah. It's, the, it's Cam- the annual head weighing competition, yeah, mate. Yeah, look, uh, but Cameron Bancroft claims to have... Uh, one How of the- heavy is his head? I, I've got no... I've got, no. I'm right. interested in... in in weighing my head today, Paul. Yeah. Oh, live on air. Can we sort that out? Have we got any scales anywhere? Yeah, uh, Travis head. Uh, we were just suggesting <laughs> just uh, how, how big's his head. Um, when was the last time you started a bonfire, Charlie? I don't oh, mean for uh, insurance purposes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I right, used to run this pub. It wasn't very successful. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, like Andy's old tales of the rag trade. When Andy tells you sits and he tells you his uh, rag trade stuff. I remember him. Yeah, he had a fire. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, of course, yeah. no, one, no one was hurt, and I'm sure I it like was, a bonfire. I like it was a smelly a, big bonfire. Fire. I just said there was a letter to from Alan Wiley in oh, yeah. Buckinghamshire today. He said the law on domestic bonfires in England and Wales is very simple. There isn't one. There is, however, a law against any subsequent nuisance that having one might cause. And I was thinking, one of my neighbours recently had a bit of a bonfire. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like, what are they hiding? Yeah, I mean, just, yeah, yeah. Just, but when I was a kid, they you know there was always be one on the go. That's because you live in this city, Paul. So you you live in oh around your build, way there's build always, up metro, there's always but a you call them forest fires something's always you? on fire yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if something's not on fire there's something wrong you live out in Oxfordshire don't I you do so there's the always the a slight smell of bonfire going on yeah, well there's it? always a slight smell in the countryside yeah. you have to wear, have you seen this Paul uh, if you thought uh, electric scooters were a menace hmm. on the roads riderless bikes they've They've got now. They're developing in China. What, a Riderless. What's bike. the point? That's just well, a bike with no one on it, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, bike with no one on it. Yeah, and they're gonna. They're saying they're gonna do the Tour de France just on its own. Just load of bikes, no bikes. You see, so uh, no riders, just no bikes. riders. And it, their goal is not to do the world's bicycle messages out of a job because that's how you could use it, isn't it? You know, right. deliver a pass, a, a package or a parcel. Who delivers it though? If it's, it's just a bike. <laughs> just on the bike, mate. So the bike stops, and then they send a signal saying the bike's downstairs with your package on it. So you yeah. come down. 
Okay, so get on it. No one know. in lycra, no one uh, just mowing you down in the street. Or... Ghost bikes, you know, is what they could call it. That's it? a weird it's idea. Idea. Anyway, apparently it's to to bring together two key strands of artificial intelligence. Uh, the devices that try to mimic the brain closely and devices that stick to classical computing. You know, the classical computing that... Oh, yeah, You yeah, know, they're the all Stradivarius. The Beethoven used to do yeah, that, <laughs> that computing. That, yeah, yeah. You know, his Mozart was there with yeah. his... PT World. On, on the Sinclair C5. Um, I've got a Johnny Nash. It's one of those oh, stories yeah. to which there are more questions than answers. Oh, there yeah. are more. That's the one you're yeah. after, isn't it? The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport. I think we could well be heading back to Edgbaston. It uh, we nearly had a catch behind by Johnny Bairstow, uh, con- considering a review, but they decided not to go for it, uh, England. I think so. It's uh, it, you can't take your eyes off this game. It's quite amazing. So what they can't way? get an appointment with Doctor S. I, I, that's very true. <laughs> that's right. I'm afraid we're fully booked. I am. Um, <laughs> I can't think of a better thing to do in a pub garden because we are indeed in the H&J Summer Pub Garden or the H&B Summer Pub Garden this afternoon with our good friends at Green King. They've got the cricket on. They've got one of those tellies you can have outside. outside. Got the big telly outside. The sun's out. And uh, we have beer. And the beer that we are sampling this afternoon is the Green King Icebreaker Pale Ale. Now, this is an unfiltered pale ale. The first beer developed and crafted by Green King apprentices to become part of Green King's core range of beer. But I didn't need to tell you that. I I knew that. I knew it was trying to ice breaking into the core range of Green King beers. Here we go. Give me up, give me up. You have a sip first there, Paul. Cheers. Cheers to you. Oh, yeah. Now, a very fruity pale ale. I'm getting, yeah, hot, quite hoppy, but very, you're very fruity. In a beer, that's quite odd, you're getting hops, isn't it? <laughs> Are you getting guava? No, passion? You know, very hoppy. It's quite citrusy. It is very citrusy. Okay, I'm going to tell you, I'm getting guava, passion uh, fruit. Are you really? <laughs> no, I am. But when you passion play, fruit be, notes. It's very fruity, actually. It is very fruity. It's, it's very more or less cider, that. 4.5%. 4. Oh, that's a so, bit, yeah, yeah. Oh, no, that's fine. That's a nice session ale. Yeah, exactly. Spot on. Three and a half to four and a half percent is your session ale. That's right. Very nice. A very nice pint. Uh, 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 I'd sit there. Do you know what would be nice? After a game of cricket. Or a game of squash, Paul. Yeah, after, after a game of squash. After a game of squash. <laughs> that's right. Or, or possibly during. Maybe that's the derivation we were talking about. Drunk squash. Drunk squash. <laughs> Maybe that's the way the game's finally going to... And pale work. ale is exactly the sort of thing to drink to cool yourself down. Yeah, not that we're suggesting, of course, you drink too much of anything. Well, but other than if you are, but if you are going to, may I suggest Green King Icebreaker Pale Ale? Yeah, it's is very very nice. Four point five percent, very very drinkable, uh, very fruity pale ale. If you're into those, certainly give it a try when you're. Is it only in the bottle? Does it come on tap as well, Paul? Do we I've know? Is it, it is it's it in bottled? cans? I think it's cans and cans bottles. and I've, bottles. I have seen it in cans before. If you go to a Green King pub, is it on tap? Do we know? I don't know. Well, we'll, okay, I'll find out for you. If you, if, if you could, I mean, you prefer I mean, the draft, do you? I like it. I like a nice pint, you okay, know, well, out of the draft. Do you know whereas the best? Um, I can't say that because we're in we're in the Green King. <laughs> yeah, don't, just don't lead us to other pubs that may or may not. not. It wasn't a real move. pub. It's the Rovers Return. Oh, okay. Rovers well, Return. Well, they, that's they, a they, fictional brewery. They, I don't. <laughs> I don't think Green King would regard Newton and Ridley as competition. <laughs> they clean the pipes every week. Yeah. So I've heard. <laughs> don't worry about it. <laughs> So it's very very uh, nice. Now, What's that? It's called anything, Icebreaker. Yeah, anything can happen in the uh, Green King Pub Garden, as you're just about to hear with the effortless um, production values. And then we have oh. a, a random piper oh. occasionally pops in, which is oh, a bit nice. annoying when you're trying to try to listen to the cricket. 
Um, but he's yeah. a lovely man. Lovely, isn't he? He likes uh, he likes a, uh, a little bottle of icebreaker now and again. Isn't the uh, sign? Isn't there a line that uh, the true sign of a gentleman is someone who can play the bagpipes but doesn't? <laughs> well, now you're talking. I bet you didn't do that one up at Edinburgh. No, did you? I wouldn't say that no. line. <laughs> what else is happening? Here? What's happening? Right, we have no okay. Oh. I think there's a pile mission going on. This is the launch pad. This is this Grinking Pod Garden is at Cape Canaveral. We forgot to mention that. One small pint for man. That's it. Yeah. I think that was Alan Brazil's uh, fam- famous quote, wasn't was it? Really? Was it? Yeah. One, yeah, it was one... Well, it's a very nice pint, though, Paul. One giant pint for mankind, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. Buzz Aldrin. Yeah, where? Where? Second man on the moon. <laughs> furious. You're, you're just talking nonsense. Furious though. about it. You've had a drink. <laughs> Angry um, about it. What about the bloke, just well, Michael Collins, who just sat there watching it all unfold? You yeah, know, spare just, a thought for him. That's going to mess with your head in oh, years the, to come. It's a bit of like being, bit like being Craig in Bross, wasn't it? He must have felt <laughs> for him. I expect that's what he said. He must have felt I expect that's what Collins. he thought. As he was uh, going round the, the moon. Yeah. He said, he one day they're going like to just call me... Craig in Bross. Craig Logan in Bross. I'm Andrew Ridgely here. So, um, now, we always have a little bit of a game in the pub garden. All right, yeah. And uh, you've got... Now, Quiz, you're you a fan of a National League team. You must be so proud to say that after... I'm a, a National League team. I'm a big fan National of Torquay League United. South last year, but they won promotion, didn't they? We're in, we were in the National League South, but we, we completed that. We won that. Yeah. We won that with a few games to spare by record points tally. First thing we'd won in the 100 years. You did tell me a very quickly a lovely story <laughs> off air of... Um, this was the first thing... Um, to, and Charlie's team Torquay had ever won a hundred years of yeah. existence and they were parading the trophy the players on the pitch well uh, last match of the season other. last yeah. match of the season they presented the trophy on the pitch first yeah. time in a hundred years they won mm-hmm. anything and I sit in a place where there's quite a few old boys all around yeah, us yeah 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 and uh, they must first thing I'd ever see them ever win. They just think they've sat through winters of, of relegation. You imagine they would have had tears of joy. Terrible. This. You think yeah. this? So they're the sitting there. Trophy you've ever won. They lift the trophy. Round of applause. Very very good. And then they start parading it round the ring. Bloke in front of me. They're milking this now. <laughs> first thing in a hundred yeah, years. Yeah. First thing they're milking it now. And he went and he left. That was it. It's great, isn't it? Hundred odd years, yeah. We've uh, got insight into the psyche. Then, okay, Charlie. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm not a massive uh, expert on the world of. Uh, well, National I am. League I am because I do a non-league football podcast you called do. the National Obsession, National which Obsession. you can find on all good podcast outlets. Yeah, yeah. The National so, Obsession. See if I can be a guest. So this is your National it. League. Okay, yeah. Which yeah, starts we've got some music starts yeah, this yeah. Saturday as well. Yeah, yeah. The National good. League. Oh, we've got some quiz music. Very, very nice, good. Here yeah. it is, Paul. Yeah. Hawksby, the National League. Mm. Who are the coasters? Are they A, yeah. AFC Fylde, mm. B, Eastleigh, C, Boreham Wood? Uh, the coasters. The coasters. I would go... They are a doo-wop group from the 50s. <laughs> they are, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think it's Fylde, isn't it? I'm going A, Fylde. It is AFC Fylde. <sighs> one out of one, then. Very good indeed. We've just okay. signed Dan Lavacombe from Wigan Athletic this afternoon. Here we go. Great news. Great Breaking. News. I'm surprised it wasn't a... <laughs> surprised Jim White didn't come yeah. in with that. Jim came back. Which West Ham legend yeah. manages Maidenhead United? Right. Frank McAvenny. Mm-hmm. Julian Dix. Yeah. Alan Devonshire. I do know this one. You know this? Yeah. It's Alan Devonshire. Very good. Yeah. I mean, he's excellent, on a... Excellent You player. know how Arsene Wenger's name is like yeah. Arsenal? 
Alan Devonshire surely one day turns up at Talk United as the manager, surely. We try and get Alan on now and again, but he'll only talk to the moose. He's one of the will few he? people that'll only talk to the moose. <laughs> most as opposed to most only not the other way around. To the moose. It's true, we try and get Alan on, but basically he's his, the moose is Alan's conduit. It's like his contact. Proud claim to fame. Very good. Okay, yeah. you're two at your two from two. Oh yeah. You say you good. don't know about the National League. Yeah. You obviously listen to the National Obsession. It's a very good listen. It's very good. I like you. I'm not sure about the other. The bloke. other guys. Yeah. Well, you know, you've got to you've got to let the young people have a go now you and have again, to, don't you? Yeah. Who plays at the Crabble? Ah, the okay. Crabble. I'm not going to even give you the answers. I'm going to let you have a guess. The Crabble. The wow. Crabble. That's I'm, the name of the ground. Yeah. The Crabble. You couldn't give me any kind okay, of... Okay, I'll give you on, three. Give me the Harrogate. Choice. Harrogate, the Crabble. Dover. Yeovil. Uh, the wow. Crabble. It's for, not Yeovil. For three from three. It's not Yeovil. Uh, Yeovil Town. Um, Harrogate FC. Yeah. Dover. The Crabble. It feels... Yeovil. It feels a bit... That feels a bit um, Harrogate to me. I'm going. I'm going Harrogate. You say Harrogate? Yeah. What is it? It's Dover. Oh, oh. Two from three. Pretty good though. Pretty good. Yeah. I'd that was your that. National League pub quiz. I thought in the Green King Garden here. Beautiful. Beautiful, isn't While it? Something, you did uh, very, very well. And the cricket's still on. We're watching the cricket. We're having a pint. Uh, we're having a, a bit of a quiz. This is like, I didn't know this. I've never done this part of the show before. No, I wonder why you want it to come in on Thursday. <laughs> I can make Thursday, he said. <laughs> Definitely make Thursday. I can't make any. Steve Smith, 50 up for him. Oh, good. Uh, he is limpet-like, and he's taken a lot of clog. You're going to cry in a minute when he thought uh, he could be out earlier on. But, uh, yeah, he's not the most elegant batsman to watch. But, man, is he effective. And another 50. Well, it's all crumbling around him. You should, t- uh, even despite what he did with the sandpaper, hats off to him, really. That does take a bit and of doing. And also, as, you know, we have given them a lot of stick, this yeah, Australian team. Well, and we team. will continue and, to do and so. And the, the, the uh, sandpaper guys, we've given them a lot of stick. But yeah. I spoke to a cricket professional, and he yeah. said, if you were going to do that to everyone who ever ball tampered, you'd oh, have yeah. no players left. It, it, I mean, it's not going back over old ground, <laughs> no. but it was just their nature. They're very. La- I watched it yeah. live that they afternoon. They got caught, didn't they? They got I was, caught. I was watching that game live that afternoon, and when it came out what they had done, they absolutely had no idea of the serious, no. uh, seriousness of no. it. They kind of thought, oh, well, you know, we're Australia. We'll brush this off. Tried. And I immediately got on to Andy, and I said, you're not going to believe what, what I'm just... He wasn't watching it. He was out. Oh. I said, they're done for. They've got no idea how much trouble they're in. They were just like, oh, well, yeah, we're just laughing it off. But Andy just brushed it off. Didn't, didn't, didn't mind about it, did he? No, he <laughs> wasn't worried oh, about it. Old, he's had the Black & Decker sander <laughs> out. How is he's he? asked a bloke for an extension lead in the pavilion. <laughs> oh, definitely, yeah. Anyway, here we are in the Green King yeah. uh, pub garden with our good friends at Green King on the icebreaker. Highly recommended. Oh, 4. On 5. the ice. On the ice. That's one of our, in the National Obsession, that's, that's one, one of our, that's our greeting. On the ice. Nice. But we are on we the are. icebreaker. Well, cheers. Then, cheers. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon's show. We're back tomorrow. Lord Bunbury, David English uh, will join us. Um, the man that's produced most of the England team in his own special way will be finding out more about that. We've got a clip special. Just a reminder, if you're listening to this now, um, at TSH&J, if you would like to hear a clip, we're going to have the old clips jukebox out. It will be your choice, talk sport listeners. We'll do our best to hunt them down. Nigel, by the way, will be quaking in his boots. <laughs> he could well be. So at TSH&J, if you've still got time to vote while you're listening to the podcast, we'll catch up with you tomorrow. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market